I want you boys to know, for for this episode, you know, obviously near and dear to our hearts. Uh, Spoily, I guess we're doing Oscars. This isn't the formal intro, but um, I'm gonna fight so hard for one of these movies, <laughs> harder than I've probably ever fought. Uh, wow. So get ready. Just I wanted to say on the top of this like podcast, like I love, I love you, Matthew. I love you, Alex. Um, I don't. I genuinely don't know what you guys are gonna say. Jake. I don't know what's gonna happen, but Jake, um, I, I just I need just to say assuage some of your fears right now. I am also going to fight very hard. I think for the same movie, so we can probably just skip one of the matchups. Jungle Cruise is moving on. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa! You guys are are really uh, moving quick here. <laughs> Listeners don't even know what's going on. They don't even know what this episode is. Um, so hello and welcome. <laughs> there back. goes Matthew calling up dub dub listeners again. <laughs> they can't follow a conversation. It's literally God, impossible. Dumb, dumb listeners can't even read the name of the episode. <laughs> hey, you know, I hope all of them are, they just see it hit their podcast app and they just start spamming with before they even read, just play, 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 play. Um, we're the tough cut podcast though. And I'm Matthew. <laughs> I'm Alex. I'm Jake. Um, and this is part one of our Oscar bracket, our 2022 Oscars, or is it the Oscars that have, that were presented in 2022 for the year of 2021? Year of 2021. So yes, 2021 yes. Oscars, I guess. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you nailed that shit. We you got nailed there. that shit. Honestly, um, it's so arbitrary. The Oscars like fucking time frame of what movies are and aren't allowed. It's and dumb. Blah, blah, blah. There's so many rules that if Jake and I hadn't been surprised by how many categories there were, maybe we would have talked about the rules during our predictions bracket. <laughs> That's another one. That's another bonus episode in the can where we just detail just all the going rules. over the rules of the Oscars nominations. <laughs> like if it were up to us, I would have pitched Sonic 2 and it didn't even come out yet. So. That's true. Um, it's unlocked Guys, for next I'm so, year. I'm so excited for Sonic 2. Guys, Sonic 2 will be out when this episode comes out. That's insane. That's kind of beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. Uh, you know what else will come out from after this? We'll, we'll, spoilers. So many spoilers will come out because we'll be spoiling <laughs> these movies. Uh, and these are like recent movies. So I guess the spoilers matter a little bit more on this one. Uh, so if you don't like being spoiled for genuinely great films, like all around, uh, <laughs> fuck you, Alex already. No, see, I told you, I loved you. I told you, I loved you in the beginning and I, I need to keep it that way, but fuck you. All of them genuinely great films. Uh, I think, uh, you know, watch the films. You listen to us first. I guess we're priority, but you know, spoilers, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> um, and what the heck do we do on this show, Alex? Because it's the first episode of a bracket. <laughs> well, you already explained what the bracket was. Oh, I guess it. it's Oscars. That's job. true. That's yeah. true. It's yeah. it's not a hard concept. <laughs> yeah, um, Matthew did that. I, it wasn't me who said it earlier. Well, it was you said Matt. Oscars, but Matt like went in and like explained how, like what this bracket was already. Hey guys, we're the third best movie <laughs> and film podcast on the planet, um, and we're doing our own Oscar picks. Because we matter more than the Academy. Those little rats. You know what? You know what, Alex? Because Matthew and I just like hijacked, you know, the beginning of this. How about you just you just say something? Say whatever you want to say. This is your moment, your time to shine, unfettered, you know, like this is this is you. Say your portion. I really like to eat <laughs> dead biscuits stuff. in the uh, morning. They're <laughs> yummy. <laughs> I thought that was going to be a dead stop. I really like to eat. <laughs> um, 
There you have it. That's the Tough Cut Pod. Thank you, guys. Uh, also, I mean, very excited about these matchups. Another thing, some content warning. Uh, you know, Malignant's a horror film, and boy, do they, you know, get kind of gory. Sorry, Alex. Uh, but a, a lot of fun special effects and all that. But if you are sensitive to that, uh, please keep in mind. Are you telling me that that didn't really happen? I thought that was a documentary <laughs> pick, Jake. No, what really happened was uh, all the action sequences. That was all real. Uh, so, oh, okay. Pretty cool. badass, if I do say so myself. Getting right into today's episode, because I'm sure we've got ground to cover. Um, in the first half of the ep, we've got Jungle Cruise versus <laughs> Mitchell's versus the Machines, which is not three movies, but two, because one of mm-hmm. them has verses in the title. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, dude, there is one audience member who's like who was confused. So you actually thank you. <laughs> thank you for I'm, helping Gertrude out on a lot of our listeners. Uh, I'm here for our uh, <laughs> women over 50 demographic. <laughs> and then on the other side of it, we've got Malignant versus Pig, uh, which is really fun. Woo! Yeah. Woo. Nice. Um, with that, <laughs> would you? like to introduce mitchell's first the machines oh my god right off the bat we're swinging we're swinging hard here yeah i love it we're swinging hard well i mean all these are 2021 but mitchell's versus the machines is directed by michael renata um these are the sony animation peeps these are the folks who made into the spider-verse you know they're gaining traction and this one is not a Marvel property. It's about a quirky filmmaker in Michigan who clashes with her technology-hating father, and they are forced to go on a road trip to drop her off at film school as a big old quirky family, but then fucking all hell breaks loose, and machines try to take over the world, and they're the only ones who could stop them, because of course. Um, This film is, like, so much fun. I, I, I think that for a lot of films this year that I tended to uh, love a lot and lean towards, they were the ones I had the most fun watching. Um, and, and I thought that meant a lot to me over the past year. And Mitchell's was one of them. And, and, you know, with our Oscars bracket, yes, we praise like just films that we think are the best. We aren't always trying to be like, well, it, no, it's anti-Oscars. It's fuck the Oscars. But like, <laughs> uh, I genuinely believe that Mitchell's Rose of Scenes was a fantastic time. Did it get snubbed for best animation? I don't know. All I do know is it's a big fuck you to the Academy for saying that animation is just for kids and it's something that adults have to quote unquote endure Uh, because you literally watch this movie and it's filled with so much love and so many lessons that any age could learn from. And it's really, really beautiful. Uh, So, yeah, Matthew, what did you think of Mitchell's Risk Machines? Yeah. So we talked about this a little bit in our Oscar predictions episode. Um, because I super, super wanted Mitchell's First of Machines to win Best Animated. Um, it was one of my favorite movies of last year. Um, totally agree with you that there is just so much heart put into this movie. And I think that that is very much like along every step of the process. Like it's a very personal story to, I think like obviously the animators had so much fun with it to like, even the editing I think is fairly spectacular. Mm -hmm. Um, Like there's a lot of thought and love just put into the entire experience. Um, Yeah, it it, it was great. Um, Great movie. Yeah, I totally agree. It's got so much visual character. Um, I love the style of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the character work itself is so good. Like, it's just a great movie all around. Wait, Alex, you, you're getting ahead of yourself. We're talking about Mitchell's Not Jungle. Oh, Cruise. you're right. Sorry, sorry. I got confused. <laughs> oh, my God. The character work. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, oh, would you like to introduce Jungle Cruise? Yeah, I'd uh, love to. Um, One of the movies I picked was a movie I'd never seen before. That was Jungle Cruise. (laughs) (laughs) It's in the Oscar bracket, baby. It was eligible for the Oscars. And, you know, okay, okay. Audience, I'm going to be real with you. Mm -hmm. Matt and Jake like a lot of movies. But they tend to pick some more serious films sometimes or Mm -hmm. more intense. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to pick Mm -hmm. something that would just be fun to watch. Like malignant, but continue. (laughs) And so I picked Jungle Cruise. Disney movie uh, released in 2021, as all of these were. Directed by uh, Kwame Kale Juan. Anyone know how to say this director's name? Because I certainly don't. Um, Kwame Colette Sarah. Let me look at it. Let me look at it. it. Sure. Kwame Colette Sarah. Yes, say a French. Emily Blunt is. He's not. He's Spanish. (laughs) I'm here. Emily Blunt is a woman who wears pants. They do hit on it a lot. They really nail that point in. Um, she goes to the Amazon to try and find a cure so she can stop all disease and save the world and make uh, Great Britain better in World War One. And okay, loaded. Uh huh. And this movie actually has Disney's first openly gay character. Like it's not just like talked about. Like it's actually. Uh, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson is there. And the neighbor mm-hmm. from Game mm-hmm. Night is a German Austrian uh unspecified okay. Eastern European. Put some respect villain. on Jesse Plevin's name. Put um, some respect he's on great. Jesse Plevin's He's fantastic. Name. Um not necessarily in this movie, but in general. Um, i had a fantastic time watching this movie uh what did you got what's your relationship with jungle jungle cruise jake uh actually i have a fairly positive relationship with jungle cruise hell yeah nice but for the same reasons i love it there are reasons i don't love it and (laughs) and i i watched this there is a like a point in time uh i saw this with my friend Tori, and she just wanted to like see a bunch of movies around. So this is around the same time that I saw like old, you know, like <laughs> like so so okay. good association. Yeah, exactly. So like old and like, but it's honestly good for Jungle Cruise because if I think of the movies I saw during that <laughs> old time, is so bad by comparison. Old is so bad by comparison <laughs> that I watch Jungle Cruise. I'm like, I'm having fun of you. Um, nice. But I will say, out of like. These kind of movies, you know, <laughs> this is like this is like Pirates of the Caribbean, like light. This is like great value Pirates of the Caribbean, Thank and you. I'm sure we'll get into that shit because oh boy, they tried, like literally Guys, tried. This and movie, true. this movie wants so badly to be Indiana Jones. It wants to be directed by Gore Verbinski. I bet if Gore Verbinski directed this <laughs> shit, it would have been better, unironically. I, I um, agree. I agree. Uh, yeah. Come on the show, please. We need to ask you, did they pitch you for this job? I want to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what do you think, Matthew? What do you, what do you got going um, on? So I think first and foremost, um, I want to thank Alex for mm-hmm. being willing to say the quiet part out loud that the Academy never wants to talk about. Um, and that is... <laughs> 
put some respect on Dwayne the Rock Johnson because that man makes some fucking money, dude. Yeah, he's a, yeah. that's <laughs> why he's man in Hollywood. Just, Come on, dude. Well, <laughs> because what are movies about, huh, Academy? If not to make some motherfucking money. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, shit! Matthew's gonna pick the highest box office in every matchup. That's, that's, his, that's how he's picking. The sellout. That's what I'm here for. Um, that's so good. Um, I was originally gonna come into this making a joke about. So there's a scene where what is it? Is it, is it a leopard? Oh, is it, is it a cat. Leopard. His cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, drinks a bunch of wine and then vomits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then just like, mm-hmm. like and that like was not, improv not, it's like not <laughs> important beyond that like that just happens and then just kind of leave it where it lie um and say that that was my reaction to watching this but that was <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, um, good one uh because i did have fun with it um i do it's th- a fun watch i think i think there's some lulls where they don't yeah. pull off the was that wishing. was that lulls or lulls some lols. lols there's some lols i laughed like when the leopard vomited um where they're trying so hard to be pirates of the caribbean slash indiana jones but like not quite hitting the mark like i think this movie could have been about like 20 minutes shorter and it would have it would have felt improved um but i had fun i i i generally had fun um for you know disney uh movies based off of disney rides Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where it ranks on that tier list because you know Pirates of the Caribbean very high, Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion, yeah, whew, masterpiece. This movie, you know, is somewhere. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it, at the it, bottom of that. It list. sure <laughs> is on the list. Like no matter what, it is on the list. For Guys, sure. if you Google Jungle Cruise, the first thing that Google is like, people ask this about this. The first thing they say is, "Is Jungle Cruise a flop?" Yeah. Yeah, and Impossible. maybe Jungle Cruise is in its flop era. We don't know. Um, yeah, look, I mean, there were so many clear, like, creative choices in Jungle Cruise that I felt like I thought were really cool. But since, like, they kind of were, like, they weren't mesh well. Because the whole time I kept thinking, I'm sorry about Pirates of the Caribbean. And that feels like a fully fleshed out world and story. With Jungle yeah. Cruise, like, shit was, like, like the people's powers like all their like shit uh the villains like all their different things it's so random it's random and it is cool but go into it a little bit more like when we saw all the like different people in dead man's chest and pirates uh, this is just turning into a pirates podcast <laughs> but uh like it it felt like they were like they weren't i don't know I, you know what i mean like it just, i think yeah they felt those those pirates like being under the ocean for so long felt specific. These five people all being completely different aspects of the jungle didn't come across. Yeah, it there was part of me that was like, I wish they had just set this movie during like the 1500s expedition, mm-hmm. um, like some conquistadors <clears throat> battling an ancient power uh, out in the jungle with Dwayne the Rock Johnson wearing the <laughs> fakest mustache on the planet. God, so good. <laughs> would have been so fun. Good. That would have been fun. Not to say this movie wasn't, but we wouldn't have had to stop the plot to mention that Emily Blunt wears pants. Yeah. Uh, for like the yeah. hundredth time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't do know. you think, do you guys think the nickname pants was just Dwayne Riffin? And he just like kept doing it in a bunch of different no, scenes. I, I really kind of think that. I genuinely think the dome. It was the first time 
Dwayne saw a woman wearing pants and it literally like short circuited <laughs> his brain <laughs> and he could not continue oh, anymore. Also, uh, there's a one actor in Jungle Cruise that we haven't called out that I just want to put a, a little little bit of lovely respect on. It's got to be Paul Giamatti. It's got to be Paul Giamatti. It's I gotta. think if i think he he was so fun and they're like building him up to be like a more important character and nah. he's yeah. just gone they they <laughs> gave him the same amount of screen time as the rhino had in amazing spider-man <laughs> 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 they give fachi body a silly accent for like two seconds and then fuck off goodbye paul I yeah. bet he was going to be in less and they like filmed all this stuff being like, OK, we'll like film all this and then kind of edit him out. But he'll be like a fun character. And then he was like one of the better parts of the movies. <laughs> they were just like, mm, fuck it. Whatever. Yeah, well, Giamatti's here. The, the whole like actual. Well, I guess like this, the first big set piece that comes uh, once they reach the jungle isn't essentially entirely tied to Paul Giamatti. Um and then just nothing else important happens with him the entire rest of the movie. Yeah. Okay. Question. Yes. Mm-hmm. And here's here's where we'll, where we'll get into the comparison. Yeah. yeah. I'm ready as well. Yeah, yeah. I have, I, have, I have some thoughts. Mitchell's vs. Machines 2. Mm-hmm. Set before the, or in the middle of the events of Jungle Cruise. Mm. They uh-huh. find themselves trapped in their car, except it's a boat car, and they're on the Amazon River. Mm-hmm. Do they survive an attack from the conquistadors with all their magic Amazon powers? <laughs> I just, what happens in that scenario? Is it animated or not? I think it's got to be animated, right? If it's animated, they have a chance because animation rules automatically level them up like hardcore, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I just think that these movies are clear there are two like creative forces at play here yeah there's so and, much uh, vision in no cruise it's undeniable but what i'm saying no I, I genuinely think there was like too much vision in jungle cruise like they threw shit at a dartboard like i think there was like two people said yes too much on jungle cruise to where guys the moment when machines, they're just like yeah when they're just like let's fucking kill the rock and like he's uh, secretly a conquistador my mind was blown. I, I had no idea that they could actually do something like that in this movie. His depths were so gruesome. <laughs> I so badly, dude, wanted that to just be like he gets written out of the movie halfway through because he dies. That would have been would have awesome. loved it. Would have been awesome. They could have done the Barbosa thing, you know. Oh shit, pirates! Oh. Uh, but we can't look, escape it. Look, I I just think like. Mitchell's is so purposeful. Like the animation, like everything in there is a choice and it works. And and mm-hmm. it's so like the care. But there there are choices in Jungle Cruise, but there are too many choices. Too many. Like stop <laughs> it. No more choices. Jesus. Fine. No more. No more. <laughs> no more choices for you, Jungle Cruise. The, the big executives at Disney were just didn't give gave too much leeway on this one. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, Dwayne the Rock Johnson showed up and they're like, ah, he'll be fine. He'll make us money. Like, peace out. You know, Jumanji was better than this. I like, you okay. know, I mean, Jumanji. Wait, okay. I actually, I like Jumanji. No, exactly. The, like okay. that's how you I do a like good the rock Jumanji. Yeah. I like new Jumanji. Oh, okay. Well, right, we're not here to talk. That might be a not here to get into oh, that. That would have been so good in our remakes. remake bracket. Yeah. Oh, oh that would have been a great one. Remakes too. That's, that's a great one. That's yeah. a great um, one. Because yeah, no, that would be sick. Would have been fun. As for actually talking about 
these two movies. One, to comment on Alex's piece, if the Mitchells ended up battling on, battling with Conquistadors in the jungle. Yeah. What um, are their names? The Conquistadors? Yeah. Um, that, that's, I proved my Gonzalo. point, Your Honor. Agira. Agira. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I prove my point, Your Honor. You, you can you can continue. Yeah, okay, Jake. What happens if I had just like whipped them off? <laughs> Jake just, like, Sully. Jake Sully. Yeah, exactly. What would you do then? You okay. should have just said Jake Sully. You should I honestly might have voted for Jungle Cruise if you would have done that. I mean, oops, I don't I know mean, who I'm voting for. <laughs> well you didn't vote you didn't vote for Avatar when we did it then. Yeah, that's just morally I wouldn't be able to do that. But what were you saying, Matthew, before Alex um, derailed you? yeah okay thanks before they battle if they battled the conquistadors um i mean to me like it's not even a a fight you know the 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 mitchells took down literally a a robot army essentially Mm -hmm. single-handedly like Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) some shitty conquistadors that um couldn't even defeat dwayne the rock johnson Ain't I no mean, thing. you say that like it's an easy feat, though. Let's be well, real. Here's the thing: is Jungle Cruise stole the ending of the Road to El Dorado. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I rest my case. You know, mm. are we talking? Do you think this movie is in the same universe as the Scorpion King? It's basically the same <laughs> plot, right? Does that mean Brendan Fraser can show up in Jungle Cruise too? Exa- Dude, oh, I would love sick that. as hell. I would uh, love, yeah. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. He and he plays Paul Giamatti. <laughs> <laughs> Jungle Cruise Two is just Paul Giamatti's character and Brendan Fraser. I would watch Brendan Fraser. I would watch. I would it's pay unnecessary confused. money for that. Here? I love Brendan Fraser. Can we talk about how bad the ending of Jungle Cruise is? How she saves him with it's like she chooses to sacrifice the rose petal or whatever, and then like just act of god there's another pedal oh it's so dumb it's so bad there's something i want to hone in on um in the ending so they smash the cavern closing it right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how did they get out they really gloss over them getting home. It's like such a journey, them getting there. And then it's like, oh, we're just going to paddle home on this little raft. Like, genuinely. They're actually, they never made it home. It's like a hallucination at the end from, like, them, like, wandering oh, the... the jungle. There's, like, starvation and, like, water hits in, you know, dehydration. Emily Blunt yeah. um, and the brother, their third sibling, who's on the back of Emily Blunt's head, <laughs> controlled them <laughs> as they went home. Dude. Again, a better movie. <laughs> also, I I feel like there is no way that Jungle Cruise 2 can have like a meaningful plot mm-hmm. when we know these flowers exist, right? Okay, I mean, like... And that they know how to get them. Yeah. Well, they probably open it with being like the flowers are all destroyed or like, you know, the tree got destroyed, right? It's <laughs> oh, easy God, to there write was a it terrible <laughs> wildfire in the yeah. Amazon. Yeah, yeah, it's like... <laughs> yeah fair fair um whereas mitchell's versus the machines which is rumored to be getting a sequel yeah um i'm not i'm not quite sure but i think i mean i just Um, i would love to get more time with the mitchells because they're so fucking sweet yeah i feel like i'm just trying to direct the conversation that way because i feel like we haven't talked not that we well there's a reason why i'm not really talking about it a lot (laughs) Uh, in the face of jungle cruise 
<laughs> that it's just it can't compare. It yeah. doesn't hold conversation. I just like don't want to waste does. my breath on you know a movie. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. Yeah, man. Um. Yeah. So 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 this isn't like a direct thing because obviously one is a live action movie. Um, one is completely animated and one is mostly live action with a fuck ton of CGI <laughs> and green screens nah. for every single set. Dwayne, Dwayne just looks like that, dude. I'm sorry. Get over it. Um, he just looks like that, that was a real mustache. And I'm not trying to grump on the work that was because clearly a lot of visual effects work was done for Jungle Cruise. Sure, man. However, some of it was questionable. And I just want to. I don't know. I want to hone in on that a little bit. Um, With the animation, all, all this, all the CGI in Jungle Cruise yeah. compared to the animation of Mitchell's. Like, do you think the 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 visual effects artist and the three D modelers behind Jungle Cruise love their job as much as the people that worked on Mitchell's? You know? No, because they work for Disney, and Disney probably <laughs> hounded the shit out. No, I mean that's the thing. Like, this is like proof. Like, seeing this matchup that like animation and special effects all that is a very like you know it's an intense medium that takes a lot of love and there's a lot you could do with good animation that makes it feel so good but when it just feels like it's not really like servicing the plot it's just to have cool shit like yeah that's fine sometimes sometimes i like watching cool shit just be cool shit which we'll talk about on the next matchup (laughs) which we will fucking talk about (laughs) on the next matchup but like i don't know i just feel if you're if I'm looking at both of these compared to each other, I can't say that the animators or the special effects team behind Jungle Cruise felt as impassioned as they did with like there's no way in my mind that that makes sense. Which I think compared that's kind to, of yeah the the point I wanted to get at a little bit is there is it is truly like so evident of the the kind of labor of love aspect of Mitchell's versus the machines where you know <laughs> jokes aside. Jungle Cruise in a lot of ways comes off as a product, I think, you mm-hmm. know, like it, mm-hmm. it doesn't have it doesn't feel quite like the same delicate hand was given to these things. It was like we're on we have a deadline to meet, you know, um, yeah. which I just think is like really interesting experientially between these two. I mean, it, it's like this is a weird example, but this is like gives me the whole vibe between these two. But the Mitchells versus the Machine Twitter is still active and still tweets like yeah. like personalized message and like during the so Oscars fun. and like You're all so this cute. stuff. And Jungle Cruise is probably a bot that says, Dwayne is in this. Watch movie Blu-ray now. Like I like to I like to think about it of like the the production behind Jungle Cruise feels like how Dwayne the Rock Johnson told his jokes. of like (laughs) super deadpan like he's done it a million times he's just getting it out again and he enjoys doing it but it's like just another day kind of thing yeah you know i think that's actually a a, like a good way to go about it a good comparison to guys uh, i mean what were you gonna say if you if you got another thing man (laughs) i I have two two little things i want to call out um one for each movie so we'll see how it sways people right (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know what I'm voting for. I'm indecisive um, right now. One, the like anti-romantic chemistry going on between <laughs> Emily Blunt and The Rock was so funny. It turns so fast. It's like all of a sudden he has to kiss her to give her air so she can breathe underwater. And it's like, ooh, she's in love. 
horrible so trope. Bad. Horrible, it, horrible it's trope. It's so film. bad. I hate that shit. So unnecessary. There is yeah. zero reason there needed to be a love story there. Well, she was wearing yeah. pants. I don't know, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and the thing I want to call out for Mitchell's being a Sony Pictures Animation project is just a message that you can do anything you put your mind to, man. The studio that was once known for shit like the Emoji Movie and Open mm-hmm. Season mm-hmm. made <laughs> hey, uh, hey. Spider-Man <laughs> into the Spider-Verse and Mitchell's vs. the Machines. Hell yeah. Like, that's... To that's be fair, crazy. they probably cleaned house and got oh, other, yeah, other people. <laughs> Different creatives behind yeah, it. Yeah. But I'm saying, look, I, Jake, you have to remember, sellout. I'm talking to the, the corporate <laughs> overlords out there that they can do anything they put their mind to by hiring the right people. I'm sorry, but all if, they if have I... to do is be too big to never fail. Yeah. And then they can do yeah. anything they want. The if I saw a trailer thing. to Mitchell vs. the Machines and it said from the studio who brought you open season, <laughs> I would lose my absolute mind. God. Um, yeah, what if it was like the ne- so like the next Sony Pictures movie that comes out is like from the studio that brought you Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, Mitchell's vs. the Machines, and Open Season. <laughs> <laughs> like an just a random early two thousand. That 2000s. feels like a Deadpool joke. That God, feels like you know how the Deadpool was like from the studio that yeah. killed Wolverine. Like that's that's a Deadpool. Yeah, guys, let's vote. I'm done. I'm, I'm done. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to go. I, You've wasted enough breath. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> um. I mean, any of us, I think, can go first. Um, sure, I'll do it. Yeah, Mitchell's versus the machines. I'm not even. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I'm not. No jokes for this. I unironically enjoyed Uncharted, the movie, better than I enjoyed Jungle Cruise, and I enjoyed both of them so as like we, a. We I don't give up, a shit. We've got old Jungle Cruise, mm. um, Uncharted for you. That's like your top three, <laughs> or like well, yeah. top three in in ascending order so it goes from it gets better as you go along that that continuum yeah it's like a reverse old here's the thing mm. i don't oh. know if i'd watch jungle cruise again yeah. but, but i'd probably watch, watch old, old with friends to hate watch it again so mm. i don't okay. know uh, i feel like i feel like i'd get drunk and watch jungle cruise with friends yeah yeah that's fair it's fair nice well i'd get drunk and watch movies with anyone anyway i vote for mitchell's um i'm also voting for mitchell's there's no point beating around the bush what no <laughs> but joe Cruz had so much promise i also am voting for mitchell's versus the machines oh goodbye a salute to paul giamatti and paul giamatti alone it was a fun easy movie to watch <laughs> yeah paul no, giamatti had, had more screen time on our podcast <laughs> than he did in all of jungle Cruise. <laughs> um uh, and more screen time in our hearts yeah. Uh, with that, uh, Mitchell's vs. Okay. Machines moves on. We're jumping over to the other okay. side of this matchup. Um, okay, I guess okay. I'll go ahead and introduce Pig. Yeah, please. Sure. Uh, so Pig, obviously released in 2021, directed by Michael Cernowski. A pig has been pignapped with the intent of selling her <laughs> into forced labor. Working against the clock, her ex-chef, full-time mind-blower owner, must pull out all the stops to save her. But his best years are possibly behind him. <laughs> the job may be more than he can handle. And yes, that was in fact the synopsis of Taken. But with daughter changed to pig. <laughs> and spy changed to ex-chef. Wow, that's actually incredible. Um, that you could just copy paste like that. Uh, in reality. Very telling. Hey, you shut your mouth. It's not your turn. 
Yes. Sorry. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, chef. In, in reality, uh, Nicholas Cage plays a truffle hunter whose pig has been stolen, um, and he wants nothing but to get her back. So him and his truffle salesman, played by Alex Wolf, uh, must ramble their way through Portland um, and Nicholas Cage's past to track down his beloved pig. So part of me putting this movie in this bracket is just to bring some more attention to it because it was a film mm-hmm. I really loved from last year. Um, I think that we get a much more subdued performance from Cage um, in a really interesting way. Um, what's beyond that, I just generally think like it's a it's a well-told and fairly intimate story um, with some of that kind of uh, Cage movie weirdness along the road, um, which isn't if, which if it isn't already evident, um, I'm a really big fan of. Right. Beyond that, I feel like like it is just a well-made, like competently shot, um, well-acted movie. Um, and I just, you know, really enjoyed it. Um, what did you think about this one, Jake? Because you'd seen it before, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'd seen it before. I, I was really excited. I saw it. Um, just also just really excited. I mean, like Nicolas Cage and his like renaissance that he's doing right now is like, I'm all for it. You, you no one, no one on the tough cup podcast is anti cage. And that's, that's the a good sign for everybody. Um, and I saw this with a bunch of film peeps. We like had a projector and we ordered pizza and we watched it. And, uh, you know, I love that it was filmed in Portland. I, it like, I recognize cause I, I grew up, you know, well not grew up. I had spent a majority of my like later teen years there. Um, and it was really cool. Cause I always thought to myself, like Portland is a great city to film in. It's just, you know, tax incentives and blah 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 business side of the entertainment industry why they don't film there um so that was great to see and people were divided it when we when we broke it down for for if they enjoyed it or not i i agree with you to where it's like it is a subdued and it is like a it's a fun like it, it's a nice nick cage story but there but were parts that just seemed movie yeah not for everyone movie which is I mean, it's up against the not for everyone movie. So uh, <laughs> in very I fully ways. in very different ways. I fully understand that. But I yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. But I, I don't think it was like I think there were obvious like faults to it. But I am very glad that it's in this bracket because like like you said, like I hope more people watch it. I hope it gets more like traction. Uh, there was just some stuff that I couldn't. I don't know. It's because I saw old as well. So Alex Wolf, I just like well, I wanted to get him <laughs> drop, far away from me. Drop the association and listen <laughs> and start talking the same about you know hereditary, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I know you loved, and yeah, 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 yeah. Know, <laughs> I'm messing with you. Jumanji, with you. which you said you really liked. Yeah. So I'm just no. saying, you know, Jake. I, hey, hey. Unless no, you're honestly, willing to swear off those movies. Can't I fall can't pig for it. I can't. No, I don't fall pig for it. I just thought pig was a little bit like it had that indie movie slow thing where like sometimes I felt it was unnecessary. That's uh, and, and yeah, and that's that's like genuinely just like my opinion on it. I, I did enjoy it, but I also thought like pacing was a little bit of an issue for me. What do you think, Alex? Yeah, I had never seen pig before, but I remember when trailers were coming out for it. Um, and I remember seeing these articles about like Nicholas Cage is with a pig. What's up with that? <laughs> um, and so I was excited to watch it. I really enjoyed it. For me, it felt like everything. And this is not the comparison we're talking about. But this movie to me felt like everything that Mandy should have been like oh. the same person enraged goes after something. But like 
to me, this movie does so much more in these like quiet moments and less bloody. It, yeah, it's less bloody. Um, like, I don't know. I just, I really, I liked the slow burn of it. Um, and the like emotional buildup that it has the way that it like really takes its time to like reveal who the characters are in a lot of interesting ways. I really enjoyed. It's very guarded about when it chooses to play its cards. Yeah. Um, yeah. In, in a way mm-hmm. that I think it does really, really well. It doesn't like try to make you love the characters right away. It like lets mm-hmm. you sit in not knowing who they are for a long time, which I think mm-hmm. is just such an interesting way to write your characters. And I totally agree though with Jake that like that can lend itself to pacing issues, which this movie definitely has. But um, yeah, which yeah. I, I openly, <laughs> I, yeah, right. But I right. think, it, but, but it's fair. Like you can have issues with a movie and still really enjoy yeah. it. Like it's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, I love it in spite of its issues. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it is going up against <laughs> a <laughs> monster. Go ahead, Jake. Take it away. Guys, I'm so excited. Like genuinely, like I fucking love this movie so much. And I am in a very particular camp of people who will swear by it. So I'm fully ready to chat about it. Uh, This is Malignant, directed by James Wan, and this is, you know, a woman paralyzed by fear from these shocking visions. Uh, She's tormented, and she discovers her dreams are actually realities, Uh, because she got some some shit going on. This is basically the John Wick of horror movies, Uh, (laughs) in in that one particular uh, scene that I really, really love. Yes. Uh, Dude, like, literally... I genuinely believe, like, I, when I saw this movie, I was like, what's going on? I was like, probably with everyone else. I was like, what the fuck? But then the more it happened, and, like, James Wan as a creator, I feel like is, and when I started researching more about, like, the making of this movie, I just feel like he did all this shit on purpose. And he was just, like, making a no bars, just, like, fucking silly, fun camp horror and I think it works. I genuinely, <laughs> genuinely think it works. I think it's so funny. Gabriel, like, fucking is one of my favorite horror villains. And I think has one of the best sequences of just murdering people that I've seen. Like, that backwards choreography is so fucking fun. It's really cool. Um, it's really cool. It's really cool. Like, and I really just enjoyed it. Yes, like, it was very cheesy campy the story didn't make too much sense it was visually really interesting though i will say like they had a lot of cool visuals with it i don't know i just really love this for embracing it's like full camp horror genre like film whatever shit and just focusing on having a fun stupid time uh alex i need to hear your thoughts i kind of liked it (laughs) um yeah, I kind of had a good time with it. There, you know, coming out of it, I have plot questions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, but yeah, yeah. But like, I don't know. I thought like it looked very cool. Um, Gabriel, I think, is just such a funny design. The like little <laughs> thing clawing out of her head. So have you funny. seen the animatronics like they actually no. like built that like it's like a real thing wow, like and it's cool. it, like they move it like it's like a remote controlled like they can move its little head and its little arms it's really sick nice um yeah i had a good time <laughs> i so i i have some issues like well do we want to can i just yeah to, go to ahead talk briefly yeah, yeah, yeah please, then we please, can, please. We can go circle ahead. back um before we start to get into the issues of probably both of these movies 
so I haven't talked about it much on this podcast before, but I am a pretty big Saw fan. Um, and with that, <laughs> a huge James Wan fan. Um, I think he is such a talented creator that ha- brings a really specific style and vision to everything he makes, which is not to say every movie he makes is good, <laughs> just that all of them carry him in them, which is like hugely commendable. However, Malignant is probably my favorite Wan movie since Saw, basically. <laughs> um that's huge coming from you that's huge well i mean (laughs) given some of the competition is things like aquaman and um (laughs) okay furious annabelle he had like he he did he did some other good bangers and horror i I feel i mean i the the cards on the table i don't personally love insidious or (laughs) the conjuring movies i have lots of thoughts about those which we will talk about one day. guys on james i I will james wan's imdb page two of the movies in the four that he's known for are aquaman and furious seven yeah he directed no i know but like of of his movies those are the two that are the in his known for yeah yeah which is a travesty because he should be known for the original saw which is just a fucking banger dude no, great film. Um, and Malignant is so fun. Um, it is so sad that this movie, to my knowledge, like completely bombed the box office yeah. and will probably make it more difficult for like the keys for the keys to be handed to Juan in the future. Um, because mm. this movie is just it oozes his style and vision so much. Um, and it's just like such a fun ride. Look, he got that <laughs> Aquaman money and then they're like, yeah, you could do whatever you want, James Wan. We trust you. And then he said, all right, bet, bitch. <laughs> and then he I made Malignant. Bet. <laughs> like, they're like, look, and- if you sign on to make Aquaman 2, uh, <laughs> we'll fund whatever little project you want to make with spooky ghouls. I mean, yeah, like probably that's exactly how the business meeting went down. Yeah. <laughs> and it's sick, dude. Yeah, I love um, that shit. To circle back to your issues, Alex, if you want to um, mm-hmm. take the floor. I was just going yeah, to ask why they do so many establishing shots of the house. <laughs> there are like I think it's, there are like 20 establishing shots of the house that are the same, the same shots. Like it's absolutely wild. Just like slightly different I, times of the day. So I think it's twofold. One of them, I think, has to do with trying to get the audience to be able to piece together that the attic is oh the attic is layer, part of the basically house. yeah that you you sort of know mm-hmm. where the windows will be and where the light's going to mm-hmm. come in so when they're taking those shots you'll be able to put two and two together because mm. one of the things i think that malignant does really well is they um almost egregiously signpost what the twist of the movie is going to be yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> she like constantly refers to like the it's all in my head mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. um the like tapping at the back of her head constantly like yeah, yeah the so writing I, is so like good because it's so like in your face yeah. like i genuinely think it's so purposefully like <laughs> it, it loops yeah. back around uh-huh. yes because i think that he they want you to know what the twist is going to be before it happens mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i think that's the the reason for that <laughs> that's fair uh, that makes yeah. sense I also think it's like, again, and this could be me totally being an apologist about this movie, but I, I do think a lot of what it is is purposeful. Like, I think they're making fun of the tropes where, like, a lot of those horror movies, like, you'll always have, like, the house is haunted, like, the house, and they always show, like, these creepy establishing shots of the house. So Malignant said, fuck it, I'm gonna put a fuck ton in there. It's like, literally like, every the single time, 
it's like yes. they're back at the I house. Think it's There's so another funny. establishing they, shot of the house. They cut to a house. I think See, that shit's so funny. It, it's used well. I so I don't know if I agree with the satirical angle, mm-hmm. in part because <laughs> it happens a lot too in um, the Conjuring and Insidious. Yes, yes, it does. Um, You're right. <laughs> so I mean, he could be poking fun at his own catalog of work. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I don't know if it's quite as intentionally satirical. He's got a sense of humor, man. I don't know. I feel like this. Dude, the opening of this movie of Malignant, like, rocked my shit. I Like, it <laughs> took me through such a loop, the whole, like, military shit and all that. Like, it, it was great. It was great. I, oh, go go for it, actually. You go. I was going to, I was just going to say, so I think something we have to recognize here is that we have a battle of the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was, um, yeah, yeah. And one, and, you know, obviously, Jake, being from the um, PNW, Oh, yeah. um, you know, you can speak to this a little bit, but ha- I I feel like um, both of them kind of take advantage of that setting in different ways. Obviously, I don't think Malignant is like truly tied to the fact that it's in the Pacific Northwest um, and neither is Pig entirely. But like, how how do you feel like these movies kind of encapsulate the the PNW through like yeah, how they frame their shots, how they take advantage of their their respective cities, things like that. Well, yeah, both are like genuinely really great, but it's there's a reason why I called it out when I was giving my kind of review of Pig. It really is really cool, and it is a whole thing the underground like chef community, especially in that like area. That's like a real thing people talk about, and like you can kind of get the vibe of with some restaurants. There's just like always there's always something more going on and you're just like i don't know maybe they're being quirky and weird but no as someone who's like lived in portland for a long time in seattle many times like seattle was a great place uh to to, to put it just feels like for both these stories it feels so real for where they're at like it feel and that's like you know a stretch to say with malignant obviously but like it feels so like this shit could happen here and honestly no one else would know about it because like whatever you're in the pacific northwest um i do think just stylistically uh as a city pig does a better job with like having portland and again it's underground chef community all that like really really well encapsulated uh but as a backdrop for like i think it's great to have a horror film in somewhere like you know watching like like, i think that's fun somewhere a little more Obviously, a major city is not off the beaten path, but it's, you know, when people think of major American cities, you know, they go like New York, Boston, etc. And it's like rainy. It's always gloomy there. Like, I think it's a smart location. Yeah, exactly. It's big brain. Smart. Mm -hmm. You you can justify it always being like, you know, fogged and overcast and kind of dreary Mm -hmm. because it literally is, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, which is really fun. What were you going to say, Jake, before I, I sort of jumped in oh shit well it's really hard because like for both these movies i i fully recognize that i was in the camp of people who who ended up liking it but i also have talked to people who hated like hated that shit (laughs) like did not even tickle their fancy one bit um and i got it like i totally got it but for any if anything people hating it maybe love it more but with pig like Mm -hmm. I, I also were, was in that camp when I was like watching with those people and we had our whole discussion afterwards, just people were really 
for some reason, and I don't really know why, this is like me giving credit to Pig, like they didn't like it doing some things that I thought were very similar. Like when you did the Mandy comparison, I really think the slow burn is like the same. It's just Mandy looks like it's more bloody and more like, I don't know, in your face about it. But I think it's the same slow burn Nicolas Cage performance to a certain degree. Just to, to jump in on that. Yeah. Um, I think to a certain degree, 100% agree with you. Um, I, however, I think that Mandy shrouds itself in a little a little more that you kind of have to disentangle to, to put these characters yeah. together. Whereas Pig takes that slow burn and does actually give you some like there's some relief. Yeah, there's like some um, explicit exposition about these like these characters so like mm-hmm. we actually get to directly learn more of that information whereas in mandy i think there's a little bit more indirectly like it's based on like visual elements and just yeah, sort of it's like more fantastical yeah like living in that vibe whereas yeah. pig will slowly unveil the truths of who you know rob robin's character like who he actually is and what he means to people you know specifically uh amir alex wolf's character and Mm -hmm. his family like that is sort of the the core piece of this story um what i think is so cool about the like the way that this movie like gives you its characters is like the way that i can't what's the the character's name edgar right who like runs the underground um yeah oh yes yes. when he turns to alex wolf and is like do you even know what his name really like who this really is it's like so good because as an audience member we have no idea that nicholas cage is anyone special right like to us he is just Mm -hmm. a truffle hunter and so like to get that information and to be like it, it just it feels like it gives you so much at like such interesting times that it like when it starts to lag it like does something that draws you back in um, in like a very interesting way of like surprising you with what essentially are these like plot hooks that do have the same function as like what in a horror movie a scary sequence does right like it draws you in that way with information rather than with like something like tense happening on on scene like on the screen um, which yeah. I think is so fascinating Unless you have something to say immediately to that, Jake. I actually wanted to loop back to something you were talking about before. I do. I do have something, but I don't like I please don't. Yeah, please don't forget it. I just I don't know if I this is like a new thought as we're talking. And I love it when new thoughts happen from our conversation. So I'm sorry if it's not fully, you know, formed. But I don't know if I love or hate the fact that. This pig has no no care in the world about convincing you that Nicolas Cage's character could actually be one of those like fancy yeah. chefs. Like it does not give a shit. Like it to me, it seemed way like this is not. There's no way he was serving up in those restaurants. I believe he was fighting in those rings. I don't believe he was bougie <laughs> in the restaurants. You know what I mean? Like I just didn't like. And maybe it's like trying to show that like oh like he this really wasn't him and that's why he got out of blah blah blah. But it just, you could not convince me that Nicolas Cage's character was serving up as a waiter and wanted to be a big prominent chef for some reason. Like, it just did not convince me of that, which could have been purposeful. But also, like, I don't really, him with his, like, intro and, like, seeing him in his habitat and seeing how he is, I don't see him as a five-star chef. And maybe that's my 
you know, bias in the film, and maybe that's the issue, but I just, I don't know. Like, it, it seems the film says, now nah, we have Nicolas Cage, we don't really So I, like, we're I not totally agree to with it. you in that it does not try to convince you that he was, at one time, like, a five-star chef or whatever. But I think right. it's purposeful because the mm-hmm. point of his character is about letting him move on from, like, what he was. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter really who he was like almost the fact that he was so important in this society is not relevant beyond it, it is a plot tool and it's reference for like how far he's gone down rather than like right. you don't need to believe really that he was a five-star chef it's just like he had life mm-hmm. figured out quote unquote and one thing happened and everything right. fell apart and so you're not meant to see him at right. all in that position because you're only seeing him at the bottom. Yeah, and, and I guess that's fair. But I, I also think literally from like a stepping out of the film standpoint, like I think they just were able to cast Nicolas Cage in this kind of whack little thing and they didn't really care about any other casting. So I don't know if it's like great casting, even though it is great casting because it's Nicolas Cage. Does that make sense? Like I, I totally I, agree with you and that's so why it's like a new thought. But I, I get the piece of we have the chance to cast Nicolas Cage. Let's cast Nicolas Cage. But I don't agree with the idea that they didn't care who they cast in other pieces. Um, it's more no, just Nick well, Cage. I, but like, I think also, everyone else. Cast I also it. don't yeah. think I, it's I, just like Nick if they'd had a different actor, I don't think it would have been different. Like I don't think it would have been someone who they would have made look like he was a five star chef because you can make Nicolas Cage look like he was a five star chef. You know. I also something that I think Pig does really intentionally relating to the casting of Nick Cage or more specifically this concept of guy who doesn't look like five-star chef is they frame a lot of shots um, and I think do a lot to make Nicolas Cage look, look a lot bigger than he actually is Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, frequently putting him with people that are much smaller um, both in frame and both in terms of like their frame and height um, which I think helps some of that illusion that like, he doesn't fit in because most of the time, like beyond being dirty, dressed like a truffle farmer, he literally doesn't fit in. Like he is much larger than other people. He is like visually discongruous, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is super intentional. I agree. I I totally agree. And that's why like, it's, it's, it just, it it also just feels so funny to me that he, they just don't give it like, they don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, And that's so cool. Yeah. Um, But to, to, because it seems like we're, we're sort of hitting a a little bit of like, yeah, yeah. To loop back to something you were talking about before, Jake, because I think it's a really interesting point. Talking about people hating these movies. Yeah. Um, weirdly enough, I get it with Pig. I understand Pig not being everyone's cup of tea, so to speak, um, because it's kind of a strange movie. It's slow burn, kind of artsy, which, you know, <laughs> not for everyone. But Malignant, like, if you like horror movies, it confuses me. Um, coming out of that movie at least not having a good time Um, right because like like i get going after it for not being like a perfectly composed movie yeah Um, no no plot just vibes but (laughs) like like james the whole team and james wan's directing in particular like he had a lot of visual elements i think he came into the movie wanting to show off um almost Mm -hmm. more than like the plot specifics yeah (laughs) um like, I just don't get how you don't have fun just like unless you I guess if you get so caught up in the plot specifics of some of it, 
Um, and I just, it just, I feel like this movie does a real good job of like bashing it in your head in the opening that it's not about plot and like to st- like to like <laughs> let go of that. Like I genuinely think they're just like let go of that shit, have a good fun funny time. Shout out to Annabelle Wallace by the way, the lead actress who like played Gabriel and the uh, wow, what's her name? But like that shit was like she. I thought she was a great scream queen, like kind of esque, like great. I thought she was fucking awesome. Like, and having the chance to play both those roles, I feel like was probably so fucking fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I she, was she the one doing the stunts as Gabriel? She did some. She did. Mm-hmm. She she did some of the choreography. Um, so, um, <laughs> something I want to talk about. Just a, like not a comparison, just like a raw thing I want to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> from Malignant. <laughs> Yeah, let's go in raw to movement. Um, obviously, the absolutely insane ending sequence where um, Gabriel slaughters his way through an entire women's pre- like a uh, jail cell, women's jail cell, and then an entire police department. A cab. Malignant said A cab. Yeah, yeah. Malignant unironically <laughs> said A cab. And they said A cab hard. Hard. Dude. Hard. <laughs> when they throw that chair all the way across the room, holy they shit. Meant that. Man. They meant that. Yeah. Um, which is great. Which is great. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Uh, also, the fact that they start that sequence with <laughs> this bitch having a seizure. <laughs> is is um is writing genius <laughs> yeah oh it's yep. so good the thing i want to talk about in relation to all that though but why why can gabriel make her body do this <laughs> i know he says i can use your body better than you and then at the end she goes no he's it's been my body all this time and lifts up the huge heavy hospital bed but why why is she so fast and strong? I like to think it's something about electri- electricity and electromagnetism. Hmm. I uh, refuse to ask the question why when it comes to this movie. <laughs> um, but you're right, because there's no reason. And the whole uh, the whole end sequence where they're like trying to shoot or whatever and you get the fake out thing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but okay. But even that is like so obvious because it like comes after her being like no gabriel i'm in control and then gabriel kills the uh, yep. sister it's uh, yeah it's I, so, I thought it might so be good. metal cut cut that line and i think that that scene would have been even more yeah so like I, it, it, that cuts the tension when she says she's in control yeah i also right. think there's there's two things where they they have like the spooky little the light goes bzz, bzz, at the yeah. end mm-hmm. um which i think cutting that line helps one, the audience not know which is actually reality. Yeah. Did Gabriel actually win in the end or was her name Madison? Matt. Yeah. Uh, Madison. Yeah. Maddie. Madison. Maddie. Maddie. Yeah. Or did she like, I think it mm. would have been so much more interesting to kind of leave it unclear because I think the, the movie ends with quite a bit of finality that she did in fact, you know, trick and trap Gabriel. Well, I think it, Gabriel it sucks to me. Totally feels like they were trying to set up a sequel. Like this was going to be a new. For universe. sure, it's it, it was like a whole what horror. You, like you know, what do you, what do, you do with that, dude? <laughs> like get, someone they, someone else is going to show up and be malignant back. Like it's going to be metal. So it's going to be a fucking yeah. Her and Gabriel, battle. her and Gabriel have to team up to beat yes. some other malignant. And then okay, you so fu- okay, okay. <laughs> we are running out of time, but I want to have one more conversation really fast. You guys have a malignant in your brain. What's their name and what's their special? <laughs> power hmm. 
<laughs> is it bad that is it bad that every time I'm in traffic at night and like the red lights from someone's break come up, I just look into my mirror and I go malignant. Like I put it because the red, <laughs> like, and I'm like, look, I'm malignant right now. <laughs> like I. <laughs> I'll start. So I, I'll start. Yeah, mine yeah. would be Evan, and mm-hmm. he would be able to. Um, he would be able to breathe underwater. Ooh, an underwater <laughs> malignant. <why? laughs> <laughs> Let Don't me ask, ask you, why. Why does Gabriel have electricity powers? <laughs> <laughs> mine would be called Fabio, and he would have the power of seduction. I was gonna say uh, he'd be a really good dancer. Yeah, yeah, like literally, like shit, like that. But like people look at him, it was like, oh, it still looks like you know malignant. <laughs> but they're like, for some reason, I'm really into that. But they didn't cut the arms out, so the arms do like <laughs> jazz hands and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I could get into that. Yeah, I could get into that. <laughs> Matt, how about you? Um, I think his name is Brian. Um, and <laughs> hi Brian hi Brian um, and he's an ex-spy and he's really good at fighting <laughs> gangsters and getting his daughter back nice wait 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 <laughs> Oh, that was love, crazy. Ow. That was the plot of Taken. I tricked oh, you guys no. again. It, it happened again. <laughs> I love the thought of X Spy when it's malignant inside you, like the like <laughs> FBI or whatever hired you, yeah, like a retired but only spy when retired you were in malignant. your brain as your twin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's something really good about uh. that. Uh, unfor- I genuinely could talk about these two because I, I I do like them a lot. I am ready to vote though, and I'm willing to go first if you guys uh. Yeah, you know, I, I sure. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a surprise, but go ahead. Well, yeah, it's not. I, I mean, look, at the end of the day, I genuinely just I had more fun with Malignant. I do like Pig a lot, but Malignant's just so fun and it feels so it feels like a movie for me. And I yeah. have to vote for something like that, you know, Um, I, I think I can go next. And it it, it super pains me to do this. Um. Because I, I loved Malignant so, so much um, and had so much fun with it. But I think it's, you know, Oscar season. We're talking what is the best movie here. And I think from like a, a technical level, at least in my opinion, that that pig has to take it. Coward, but it's OK. So, OK, <laughs> this is really tough for me because I had a I had a good time with Malignant and I did not expect to. And mm-hmm. it's not the type of movie that I generally would enjoy, I think. Which is worth a lot. Which is worth there a is. lot. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think. I'm going to poop myself. I'm going to vote for. <laughs> Mouse Hunt. <laughs> I'm going to vote for. <laughs> I'm voting for Malignant. I'm doing it. <laughs> Pig was so good. I loved Pig so much, but I think Malignant really did things to me that I did not expect. So the <laughs> the two cents that I'll give, Malignant moves on. A, a, a genuine earnest ask to the audience to go watch Pig because yes, I yeah, tr- truly believe that um, it was an Oscar snub in my mind. Um, I think that there's a lot of really, really great performances in it. And I think it's just a, a really intimate and beautiful movie. Um, similar to... I think Fast of Night last year. Yeah, um, I agree. When that went I out totally first agree. round. Um, 
I think that this is, is something that I would love for people to just go see because all I really want in the end is for people to watch this movie. And Ugh, the conclusion it. in Pig is so good. That last sequence when they're in the house, oh, it's so good. It is. And it, it's just, it's a really, it's a great movie. But man, we get to keep talking about Malignant <laughs> and I get to keep talking about James Wan because there's, <laughs> I didn't even get into the part of my notes where I talk about Saw. Okay, guys, oh, we need to, we, we need to do some homework because next week I'm going to ask the question, what happens when the Mitchells meet up against Evan, Brian, and Fabio? Um, so get your brain started get thinking about it um, we're going to need yeah. to find out actually we'll have two weeks to think on that because next week we do the other half of the Oscar bracket um, yeah. oh yeah I forgot about that <laughs> nine days versus uh, Spider-Man No Way Home and King Richard versus worst person in the world um, which should be a lot of fun so if you want to watch along with us um, please do and um, get excited because we'll talk <laughs> malignant versus Mitchell's versus the machines in two weeks. Nice. Eminem, baby. Eminem. Um, with that, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed- Eminem VM. MVM. MDMA. No, I don't, don't do drugs, kids. One. Don't do drugs. <laughs> Unless they turn you into malignant. That'd be sick as hell, man. That'd be so cool if you had a little murder guy in your brain. Yeah, fucking <laughs> cool. Um, if you enjoyed today's show, please share it with any ghouls you know out there, um, especially ones that live in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. 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 We got some listeners over there. We're trying to get some Pacific Northwest ghouls to tune into the show and chime in. What really happened in the autonomous zone? <laughs> what? Oh, I end it. Oh, wait. Oh, shit. Um, Follow us on social media at Tough Cut Pod. Um, we're pretty sick. Uh, and rate, comment, follow us on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Um, yeah, I think that's good. Quick, say a word, Alex. Say a word. Any word. Say a word. Uh, grilled cheese. <laughs>